Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Network. I am prenatal chiropractor Dr. Elliot Berlin coming to you from Los Angeles, California, and I'm here with today's co-host, Maria Bulin. Maria is a local birth and postpartum doula, and she created an eco-friendly travel show called Go Live Give with producer Kimberly Miller and uses green living principles in her home and lifestyle. Welcome. Hello, doctor. Tell me more about Go Live Give. I did uh, volunteerism for 10 years. What is volunteerism? Well, as far as Go Live Give goes, it's about treading lightly and having a light footprint when you travel, meaning staying at eco-friendly hotels, helping you connect with eco-friendly hotels to stay at, shopping that can be eco-friendly, and also how to give back and do a short-term volunteer excursion while wherever whatever city you go in right now we have an episode in los angeles one in hawaii and it's about um really just not having a whole volunteerist vacation necessarily because not everyone can spend a month or a few weeks in a destination but even short-term things you can do like a beach cleanup um, in different cities uh, to give back and uh, not just consume when you're on vacation how long did you spend in hawaii we were there during the Kakua Festival that Jack Johnson does, and that was awesome. We were there for about a week. It was oh, very, very cool. Great. But I spent 10 years... I would like to work on this show. Yes, it's, it's very... <laughs> the concept is fun. And um, I spent 10 years doing um, vacations that were volunteer vacations. Um, it was actually David Clemens, a man who coined the phrase volunteerist. I, I can't take credit for that at all. Um, but I had already been doing that concept for a while, which is 10 years of uh, taking my vacation, which was a month because I was teaching at the time to to give back and do um, short-term trips. Um, some were at orphanages, some were doing construction in um, various countries like Ethiopia, Venezuela, Haiti, and um, so on, Brazil. That was cool. It was with doctors and, and dentists going down the Rio Salomones, um, giving um, medical attention and dentistry to um, people on the river. And so I obviously, I'm not a, a dentist, uh, so I was there to, to help um, play with the kids and do face painting and things oh, like that while they fantastic. were waiting for their care or their parents to get care. So that, that larger concept was um, how I came up um, with Kimberly to, um, to help people just even on a very short-term basis uh, give back as opposed to only consume. On vacation. It's really special. And you can see Go Live Give at... GoLiveGive.com. We're going to check it out. Our guest today is Anna Getty. Anna is the founder of Pregnancy Awareness Month, and she's also passionate about the environment and educates the public on making greener and more holistic lifestyle choices. She sits on the board of the Environmental Working Group, which is an American environmental organization that specializes in research and advocacy in the areas of toxic chemicals, agricultural subsidies, public lands, and corporate accountability. And she's the mother of two and expecting number three any day. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So, I mean, you're such a, I've, I really feel honored to know you and work with you from time to time. You're such a passionate green person. I, this is all new to me. I didn't grow up with any of this and, um, I'm slowly learning. I still have a lot to learn. And every time I hang out with you, I feel like I learned something new. When did you get started in a greener lifestyle and why? 
Well, it really started um, during the beginning of my first pregnancy, so 10 years ago. Um, I I had grown up with it, so when I was a young adult, um, I started working with an organic food chef. She was my boss in this catering company, and it just made so much sense to me. Um, so you're lucky enough to have it from the beginning. Yeah, so the foundation was set. But then with my, my pregnancy with my daughter, I just, you know, I opened up all my cabinets, my makeup, you know, everything, nail polish, creams, shampoo, and then all the cleaners, of course, in my kitchen. And I just took garbage bags and just dumped it all in. I was like, this has to go, everything has to go. And the environmental working group was actually kind of, you know, a portal for me. They already had their skin deep database What's that? Their Skin Deep database okay, of personal care products, and they rate them how safe they are. Oh, that's it's, cool. It's great. So I was like looking through my camera. Okay, does this product X is you know match a, onto their website? And you know, an F was out was out of here. <laughs> out <the window. laughs> you know, an A minus could stay. <laughs> Where can you find that database? Uh, EWG.org. EWG.org, yeah. the Skin Deep Database. Skin Deep Database. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm and now, now we actually have out. one for, for uh, cleaners. Okay, house for, cleaners. For house cleaners. That's so helpful. I was talking earlier with Maria about how it's, for somebody who doesn't know, it's so confusing, the marketing. It's, um, you hear a chemical name and you think that must be terrible, but it, it's not necessarily true. And you hear other names that sound toned down and they're just chemicals undercover. Right. So how do you navigate through? I mean, if I'm, I'm looking in my house and I want to create an environment that's safer for our babies, how do you navigate through all the different things? Like, uh, let's start with food. What is it? I mean, not diet per se, but actual food, things that sort of look like food that aren't really food, um, things that are natural food. You always assume they're going to be healthy, but then you realize they're covered with chemicals. How do you clean your house up from that? Well, I mean, food is tricky because, you know, you go out into the world and it's a crapshoot. I mean, it really is, unless you know where you're going and you <clears throat> have a relationship and, or at least a dialogue with people who own it or work there. And, you know, anywhere you go from all the mainstream restaurants and the chains, and I'm not even talking about fast food. I mean, you're getting GMO products, <laughs> ingredients. Cisco. Yeah, you're getting... Um, well, GMO is genetically modified Genetically organisms. modified organisms. And you're getting food with pesticides and you're getting food, you know, things like... Um, Canola oil, for example, which is often used in restaurants, and and they get the worst, cheapest products, you know, and it's all GMO and it's all pesticide laden, and so you have to start. I mean, if you can eat at home as much as possible, that's a great start. And you go to the farmers markets, and you go to Whole Foods, and you go to your local health food stores. It's diligence. It's it's a commitment, and you know, so many people say, well, organic organic is expensive. Well, so is a lot of medication. So is, oh, yeah, you know, seriously. so is bad health. And you enact the change by buying it, even if it is a bit more expensive, because over time, this might not mean something to everybody, but over time, it will bring down the price the more people. Yeah, and I really choose. wanted to support those farmers who are making the effort to go organic and bring us the various produce without the toxicity. Yeah, I mean, the problem is big ag, big agriculture is fighting it actively. 
So you do have that. And they are actually purposely trying to confuse us. It's a big business. (laughs) There's a lot of money there. You have to know that when you make that commitment, you're doing the best thing for your family. And you create community and you start dialogues and really get to know your farmer's market. I've been going to the Hollywood farmer's market now for 15 years. I know exactly who uses pesticides and who doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, You know, just because you go to a farmer's market doesn't mean everything there is going to be great for you. And in terms of GMO... I think a lot of people don't know what it is, don't have any idea even what it is. And so when it shows up on the ballot, it's really easy to convince them just by saying, this is, don't worry about this, GMO. It doesn't even sound scary, it's just GMO. And uh, it's it's fine for you. It's just going to make your food a lot more expensive if you vote for it. And I think that's how they talked us out of it. But there is a great movie. Have either of you guys seen GMO OMG? Yeah, I was actually a financial supporter of oh, it. Well, thank you, because <laughs> yeah. I watched it. It's and great. it's really good. So there's more and more awareness and education. And a lot of people just simply don't care and they don't believe it. Um, you know, which, uh, Modifying seeds has been going on for thousands of years. Modifying seeds with toxic chemicals, lethal toxic chemicals, has been going on for the last, you know, 20 to 30. So, and, you know, diabetes is up, pediatric cancer is up, ADD, ADHD. I mean, everyone's saying, well, everyone's fine. No, really, we're not. I mean, there's proof that all these diseases are on the rise and we don't really know why. It's very nefarious. It's a little scary when you look at how they process poultry and beef. Very scary. Um, I mean, I I watched Food Inc. from Participant Media mm-hmm. and they show the chickens and how the chickens normally take a few months to grow from hatch to full size and now we can speed it up by 30% by giving them growth hormone. Um, and that more people like breast milk, breast meat, and that more people like breast meat, so they grow these chickens with um, extra large breasts, and they <laughs> they can't even hold their legs, their bones crack because they're so heavy. Um, and that's just the beginning of it because they're so close together. They have to give them antibiotics because they peck each other. They cut their beaks off. Um, it's scary to watch, and and just even from a humanistic perspective. When you see that, it's all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second, this is not how it's supposed to be. And You just see the baby chicks roll down shoots, industrial. Yeah, yeah they're industrial literally farming, on conveyor belts. And they will, a lot of times, I've read murder the, the boys because they're ineffective and aren't going to breed. So you see people just finding out if they're a boy and girl and tossing them down one chute and, or down the other chute. Even like the ones the that shredder. are going to be kept yeah, are still put down these, these industrial machines. It's... This is crazy. From a humanistic perspective, I mean, if you want to know why people are growing big, to me, if you take growth hormone and make a chick grow twice as fast as it would normally grow and then eat that chick and then wonder why so many people have growth diseases where your cells are growing out of control, I can't help but wonder if there's a strong connection there or not. I, I mean, I believe there is. It's it's a huge industry now. There's so many. We've lost our connection to food on so many levels. And that's I think a really that's great kind way of to put it. Where you start, you know, getting back to your question, we connect to food and where it comes from. <laughs> you know, especially if you have a family and children, it's so much fun because children are are in such awe of it. You know, when something when they have a seed and they plant it and they see it grow. I had a a friend of ours who grew up in New York City. She didn't realize that the chicken 
in the package in the cellophane was the same as the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> she did not correlate the two, you know. So, you know, <laughs> well, it's not just... it's not a cow; it's beef. That's you right. know, even just yeah, that cellophane yeah. package is, is very deceiving. Pig is if, pork, and <laughs> yeah, if you see the whole thing go through the process. And... Well, I've been vegetarian for twelve days now. Oh. I may go back to it, yeah. but I mean, you know, and just in terms of you know going green. It depends upon if you want, to, you know, if you're going green or if you're wanting to make healthier choices for your own health. I mean, you can you can buy products that are in, you know, recycled pla- recycled plastic or in all of the different plastics that are now made from, you know, corn, corn. and you know, all the different husks and vegetable, you know, coconut, you know, leaves and things like that. Um, you know, you can look for companies who grow their food sustainably. Now that's the big word too, is, you know, harvested sustainably, grown sustainably, you know, or you can focus more biodynamic. You can focus, focus more on the health part. Right. I mean, it's, I think it's important for a lot of people to start small, take little steps. You don't have to become super vegan, green tree hugging. No. And you decide what's important to you. You know, is it, do you want to make a mark with your footprint or do you want to focus more on the health of your family and go there? I mean, I think a few key places for, you know, making healthy choices is, you know, organic dairy for sure. Mm, yeah. You know, because of the, what you talked about, because of the hormones, organic, you know, grass fed, you know, free range eggs, meat. <laughs> Those are two places to start. And the dirty dozen, I think, is a yes, pretty simple one dozen, to add yeah. to as well. And someone told me berries and dairy, and that stuck with me. Uh, and that's a good way to remember it. It's berries and dairy is a good way to start. Yeah. Um, because dairy, you can't wash the berries. Or when they get the pesticides, they you don't have skin on off. them. You yeah. can wash it off, but yeah. they don't have skin when they get... So it's absorbed. Yeah. And sometimes I'm out in the world and there, there aren't organic options, but there's packaged foods that are, you know... GMO, you know, non-GMO certified, third-party certified. So I'm going to go for that. Sure. And then there's the um, there's the isolated ingredients in food, like high fructose corn syrup, white sugar, and flour. There's nothing inherently wrong with corn or the sugar that comes from it or the sugar cane or the sugar that we take out of it. Yeah, but beef. once you isolate it and concentrate it, it takes on a whole new property. So if you took coca leaves and made tea out of it, it would be very medicinal and not habit-forming. But if you isolate and concentrate one ingredient, it becomes cocaine, and it's very addictive. And for me, those sugars are super addictive, just like drugs, just like cocaine. If I had a little bit, I want more tomorrow, and eventually it gets to the point where it's consuming my mind all day. And corn and beets are two, you know, big GMO crops. So another reason is stay away from them. So your high fructose corn syrup is not just an isolated uh, ingredient, but it's also most likely loaded with GMO. Yeah, it's, if it's not organic, for sure. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega three. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new Omega-3 Soft Gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested 
for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Let's turn our focus to the body products, um, both for us, right? Things that you use, let's say, while you're pregnant now. Things that are going to be absorbed through your skin, right? The, the body's biggest organ is the skin. And um, there's a lot of them. You put lots of different things, like you mentioned earlier, makeup, um, lotions and conditioners, nail polish, hair dye, um, sh- you know, antiperspirant, deodorant. There's so many different things that we put onto our skin. Um, what are the what are the reasons why we have to be careful what's in there? Well, you know, our our skin is our largest organ on the body, and it absorbs everything. And it goes into the bloodstream, and when you're pregnant, it goes right into the bloodstream of your baby. I know you were talking about, <clears throat> you know, that someone had mentioned that babies are being born with two hundred over two hundred chemicals. Chemicals. It's it's two hundred eighty seven chemicals plus. Um, the EWG <clears throat> in the '90s did a study called Ten Americans. And these 10 Americans were 10 babies, and they took their cord blood. And this is where they found all these chemicals, many of which had been banned already for 20, 30 years. So it's the mother's exposure. They had no direct contact with chemicals. Just environmental exposure. Yeah, so everything from personal care products to flame retardants to, you know, Agent Orange back in the day. So really, it's 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 serious, and it it's really about the long term health effects, not necessarily what your baby's born with now. Um, but uh, you know, the personal care products. It's with the EWG Skin Deep database. Not to promote that so much, but it really no, but it's is a it's amazing really resource. really helpful because there are so many so many ingredients to stay away from. I mean, dimethicone, all the the the. Um, Parabens. The parabens, thank you. Our friends just came in from out of town and they left some baby soap. And I'm like, oh, it's baby soap. Can't be so wrong. I turn it around, five different types of parabens inside. Yeah. What I mean, are these parabens? Are... Paraben- um, they, they're carcinogen, I believe. They the carcinogen, are... I mean, they're used as, as, some of them are used for like. Emulsifying? Yes, emulsifying. Some like in bubble bath help it froth and toothpaste, mm-hmm. you know, all, all of these different. There are preservatives and and product enhancers. So and now you can find so many products. I mean, even if you go into a Target that say no parabens, no parabens. and that's it's definitely known car- one known that, carcinogen. Yeah, they, yeah there, it, what what happens is a lot of them are endocrine endocrine disruptors. Oh. So they're mimicking hormone production, and your your body stops producing hormones that it needs, like in the long term, just like soy can. Yeah, yes. or some of them, that's what I was going to say, also bind to where your hormones would normally bind mm-hmm. to, and then there's no more binding sites yeah. for your actual hormones. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they end up having different effects on your body or preventing your body from doing things that it needs to do mm-hmm. in daily function. And it's good to remember even after pregnancy, because I think we take so much care because we feel this responsibility during pregnancy, but also they found BPA in, in breast milk. And so these things continue to be uh, just heavily inside a woman's body and then will be still given to the baby who are, they're just tiny and and they they get all these toxic right. products. bpa is a, a chemical found in plastics and mm-hmm. some plastics 
in process unless it says it's BPA free for the most part. And at this point, they have made children's products, BPA and baby free. products, BPA free. But every plastic container that doesn't need to be, quote unquote, is not going to be. I mean, I'm sure here at Moonjuice, I'm sure they use BPA free um, plastic. But at the same time, and especially if they get warm, it gets all scary. You don't want the plastic. That's the real if thing we, when it heats up. We shouldn't up. be using plastic bottles. Um, recreationally anyway um, but um, all that can leach into into the water yeah I mean I, my top tip for that is having a water filter installed or getting one of the you know um, what's it called natural Reverse valley osmosis. spring or whatever oh like deliveries the, they deliver the deliveries in glass. and you can deliver and I have it delivered in glass now yeah. And I have glass containers with the silicone covers on. I mean, they have so many different... Non-plastic choices. Non-plastic choices. And you just commit to that. And even when you travel, you put empty ones in your suitcase and you bring them with you. Um, and, and also you just that, make it a habit wherever you go. So, we, you know, we talked about all the different things moms might use. Skincare products and hair care and body care products during the pregnancy. And then, of course, the baby comes out and immediately they're smothered by products right we have the wipes and the diapers and the baby lotion and the baby massage cream and the baby bath and the bubble bath and it's the same thing all over again a lot of those products when you look at them it's like horrifying what's in there for a baby product yeah i mean many of those products you know like the sesame street bubble baths and all those i mean they're some of the most toxic products on the market but they look nice and the kids like them (laughs) and uh, yeah well I mean, I talked to a lot of moms who were like, but why would the companies do that? Because they don't care. And they know you don't know. Right. So it's up to you to educate yourself. What I did is I took towels and I cut them up into little squares and put them in water um, and put them in the wipes warmer. And that's what I used as as baby wipes. I mean, early on, you know, with the... the, the Just cotton and water. <laughs> Pardon? Cotton, cotton and water. water. Yeah. And I did that for months. I Because baby wipes for... have chemicals. Even when they're unscented, they're not... Yeah. Um, I mean, you can get a lot of good natural ones. I mean, honest company and some generation when you're out on the go. But at home... Cotton and water. Just cotton and water. And then the diapers is a whole other chapter. Yes. And at some point, we'll probably do a whole podcast on the diapers. (laughs) Yeah, you can do... It's confusing. There are so many options. I went to, at a trade show, I went to one of those, even just the the green diaper section has so many different options between all-in-ones and two pieces and four pieces. I couldn't even... You know, without spending time exploring those options, I wouldn't know. And then there's also some more eco-friendly diapers that are disposable, and then the hybrid diapers, and then there's the plain old baby diaper that somehow magically whisks away tons of water yes. and keeps the baby very dry. I mean, now because there are so many options, there's more options than there were nine years ago with my daughter. So it actually is a little bit of a dilemma because back then I just did the cloth diapers we washed at home. Right, and you have choices for services, yeah. and you also services. have choices for in-between products that and are And there's biodegradable plant diapers now. <laughs> <Yep>. So, <laughs> uh, you know, and they all, you know, again, if you're doing it for sustainability, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're washing your diapers at home with water. Where I have a job in California, you know, the diapers are being made with water and chemicals and binders. And so you just kind of have to go, all right, this is... This is the decision I'm making, and it's what I feel good with. And you're right, Anna, that a lot of these decisions are when I'm at home versus when I'm out and about. And so we we use Honest.com, uh, Honest 
diapers and then also G diapers. And then it's mm-hmm. all depending on on where we are and what I'm doing that day and what I can stuff in my bag and see myself doing. And, and so and it, it takes it takes some time also to find out what your what your lifestyle is like and what your children are like as far as that goes. Well, there's a lot to study. We're going to put a lot of these resources and things that we talked about, some of the chemicals, some of the different uh, food additives and preservatives uh, on our website at informedpregnancy.com. And um, I also wanted to talk about, so now let's say we eat better during the pregnancy or even before pregnancy, before. ideally. And we're careful about the different products that we put in and on our skin and hair and nails. Uh, but then there's the rest of your house is also loaded with other types of chemicals. Uh, we have, if you open up underneath our kitchen sink, there's going to be at least six or seven different cleaning products in there. <clears throat> and those products go on your floors, on your toilets, on your bathtub, on your countertops, and, um, and in your sinks, wherever all your food is. Um, those can be loaded with different types of toxic elements as well. Yes. I mean, here, if you want to keep it super simple, vinegar. Vinegar to vinegar, clean. Vinegar, vinegar and water. Quantities now. <laughs> Lemon and salt. I mean, there's, you know, these very baking super soda. simple baking soda ingredients that our grandparents used to keep a house nice and clean. That sounds like it smells really good. Hmm. Like when I wash yeah. with chemical cleansers, my house smells chemically. It doesn't smell safe and healthy. It's, it may smell sanitary or sanitized. It doesn't smell like inviting. And your baby's rolling around on your floor, you know. Yeah, their mouths are on the floor. They're licking the they wood. Eat everything. I mean, an, a, another great way to keep chemicals out of your house is taking your shoes off. I mean, bringing in lead on your shoes. Oh, wow. That's interesting. <laughs> um, is... I mean, avoid, taking off your shoes is one of the best ways that you can minimize lead in your house because we're bringing it in off the street and our children are putting their mouths on the I floor. I never thought so, about that at all. I'm surprised not many people are taken aback by it. Most people, right. pretty much everyone, even someone who's coming to like measure the closets or whatever, are like, sure, no problem. My sister's son had an experiment with germs and, and, you know, taking it from the toilet seat, from, you know, the mouth of the dog, from the sh- the shoe. And they were so surprised at how nasty the bottom of the shoe test came out. And so my sister became a believer as well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you walk, you're going to walk through a gas station and then into your house. I'm even worse. I go to birth all the time. So I'm at the hospital and there's all sorts of nasty yeah. gunk in there. And then I come home. But I use separate shoes for that and I throw them right into the washer yeah. dryer whenever we come home. So that's a great way to keep chemicals out of your house. And you don't even have to change out your cleaners. But, you know, start changing out your cleaners for sure. I think slow, like step by step. Next time you finish one, think about what you're going to replace it with. Vinegar. And, uh, vinegar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you probably already have it. Same thing with uh, laundry detergent. That's probably the first thing that I would change out because you're washing your clothing and your baby's having direct skin contact with those chemicals. Again, absorbing those chemicals. Tell me about pregnancy awareness. How did that get started? I was just at a pregnancy awareness event. It was huge. It was loaded with new and expectant couples. There were belly bumps everywhere. There were babies everywhere. And um, I met a lot of different service providers and product manufacturers that I had not been aware of before. Um, How did you start this um, 
when and how did you start this organization and and how can people i know here in los angeles where to find it how can people find out more about it around the country well pregnancy awareness month started uh i conceived of the idea eight years ago so about a year after my daughter was born and I had had such a positive experience in terms of the the community that I had had around me during my pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. And I just realized this is so crucial for for women, for women who are becoming mothers to have this. I I didn't have, you know, family members, and my mother's in Germany, and I have a sister, and my aunt's in Germany, and my grandmother's not a hands-on grandmother anyway, and she's in Italy, and, you know, so... I was like, so, I need. It's been a lot of volunteerism. Going on <laughs> yes. I, I I recognized, you know, through I was teaching prenatal yoga at Golden Bridge, and my teacher there, Gramuk, was like, community, community. These are your sisters. These are the women. And we all support each other. And many of my close, close friends are women I was pregnant with the first time around. Community. And so my friend Elisa Donner, who became the co-founder, and I were like, let's create this campaign. Let's let's bring more awareness to how wonderful a pregnancy can be. Because there are women, we were getting um, emails and, um, you know, I, I had a prenatal yoga DVD and I'd go to my Amazon page and look at reviews and women were writing in saying, you know, thank God for this DVD because I didn't have any prenatal yoga in my town. Wow. And I recognize how important it is to that. have community, and I'm so blessed, even just this DVD. And I was like, well, what else can we do to help women around the country, um, outside of Tampa, Florida, or wherever, <laughs> feel that sense of community? So we created this campaign. I remember calling my attorney up. I was like, can I declare the month of <laughs> May to be? I wondered about that. How we, did you make a month? You you, just anyone do it. can, actually. You just do it. Um, we created this four-week, you know, initiative with, you know, exercise and education and health and wellness and nutrition and each week being representative. Each week, yeah, of and one of those elements. We decided to do a, like the kickoff party at the beginning of the month in LA, and over the years we started licensing so that people could do their own licensed events around the country. We're going to keep Pregnancy Awareness Month, but we might be partnering with EWG to spread the word even more. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, like peanut butter and chocolate, so to speak. If you, with your strong core now and following and passion for pregnancy, get together with EWG and all their information and resources, it would be really powerful. Yes, and they have a huge, you know, database that we can be exposed to, and they've been wanting a, a prenatal and pregnancy and, you know, baby and mommy kind of part to their to their nonprofit. So it, it's it looks like it's gonna work out. But the campaign is the month of May. It usually runs thirteen weeks, so we start already in March to do Twitter parties and giveaways and newsletters and blogs and <laughs> so, yeah. and anybody can go to a pregnancy awareness Twitter party. Your hashtag is Maypam M A Y P A M. Yes. We have Twitter parties each week throughout the month that each represent the theme of the week. And we have great experts, you know, Dr. Green, Alan Green, you, um, you know, Lisa Druxman from Stroller Strides, uh, Dr. Harvey Karp. You know, we have this incredible network of people who, you know, support us and we support and 
that part I really love, just having grown this community and helping bring awareness to all the wonderful work that's being done out there to help support women who are pregnant. It's really special. Yeah. So, you know, going to pregnancyawareness.com is your best way of, of finding out information. Always going to the website. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your passion and knowledge of um, safe products and foods for us and for our babies. And hopefully people listening will visit PregnancyAwareness.com to learn more and visit the Environmental Working Group at EWG.org and check out the database where you can rate your products that you have. Thank you for listening to the Going Green episode of the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. For more information, links, resources, and discussion about today's topics, visit informedpregnancy.com and check out the show notes for the Going Green Podcast. As always, send any questions or comments to info at informedpregnancy.com. Thank you.